if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host Sylvia and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. As I record this podcast, it is the end of February 2021. Over the next three or so episodes, I'm going to present a super short crash course on classical music and the most important periods that any musician should be aware of, in my opinion. Today, I want to focus on classical music or the classical period and why it is an important style to know about. And I will also talk about probably the single one most famous composer of that period. His music is known by many over here in Europe. Do you know this piece? Take a listen. called Eine Kleine Nachtmusik KV525 by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. It perhaps is one of the most famous pieces that Mozart uh, wrote during his lifetime and it is played in many formats and it is used in crossover music in contemporary uh, settings but also it's played so often in its original format in an orchestral setting or chamber music setting. Now, when you hear KV525, that's just a publishing number. And all classical pieces usually have a publishing number, if you're not aware of that. Now, I just want to distinguish two things. Some people talk about classical music and people who are more informed might say the classical period. Classical music broadly refers to orchestral music. So if I say I'm going to listen to classical music, it means that I might go to a concert hall, sit down, watch a wonderful uh, performance from an orchestra, a full orchestra or a chamber orchestra, which is a smaller amount of instruments playing um, in front of an audience. However, the classical period is actually a distinguished period of time which follows on from the Baroque period. Now, in episode 15, my last episode of this podcast, I detailed what the characters, characteristics and features of Baroque music are. 
such as very detailed contrapuntal melodies full of utter absolute detail that when all of the instruments play together it's just a splendid sound it's a wonderful term to describe it however classical music was a departure from baroque music uh, the classical period, I should say, the classical period lasted from approximately 1750 to about 1800. And one of the main characters of the classical period, without a doubt, was Mozart. Now, if you go over to YouTube, you type in Mozart, you will see tons of videos of his music in different forms. Now, just to understand what classical music um, sounds like, its main interest is in the melody and very clearly you will hear that in Mozart's uh, compositions is that the melody is so light, it's airy, it's not complicated. It is simple and elegant and very polite in its form. Uh, there's very clean what we describe as blocks of harmony, which means that, you know, um, it's the complete opposite to what the Brock period would have been, which was the, you know, contrapuntal. It was weaving together of many melodies where it was far simpler in the classical period the melody usually is built in very exact four bar phrases sometimes eight bar phrases harmony is simple it's not uh it's it's not complicated at all to understand when you dig deep into the harmonies now i'll ref reference it this way if you are playing guitar and you're playing chords like the chord of a or the chord of g the chord of f or a minor Classical music is built on simple chords similar to that and it's very easy to hear it in pieces of music that you might study for a short time. The rhythm of classical music is also very regular. It's, it's, I sometimes tell students it's like the movement of a sewing machine. It is so rhythmically even and steady. Um, forms are not as complicated as the Brock period. Again, everything is simplified in the format of how pieces are put together and there are exact rules of of music that uh, the composers composers adhere to now modulation is the movement of one key to another and just as a simple understanding of this sometimes if you listen to pop music you might hear a melody in one key and then it moves up a key by one step well in classical music, it wasn't as abrupt as that kind of modulation. It was more of a gradual move from one key into a closely related key. Now, some of these are very deep theoretical topics. If you don't understand it, it's OK. But the main idea that I want you to understand is that classical music is a very simple, straightforward, exact, uh, precise performance bound to precise rules. Now, in Brock music, you hear me mentioning textures or words to describe textures such as contrapuntal. Now it's the complete opposite in classical period music. Um, we describe it as homophonic, which means that we have chords accompanied by beautiful, simple melodies that are very lighthearted. And again, the word polite um, is a great word to describe them. Now, what you will find in general classical period style music is there was a lot of sonatas and it just so happens that during 1750 through to 1800, the piano was born. Now, remember, we had the harpsichord back in the Baroque period. The first pianos were created around this time. 
the sound isn't what we understand now. The sound was kind of very uh, limited. It didn't have the wealth of colour that we can now produce with modern pianos. But it was very significant, that, that development. Um, lots of symphonies were written and string quartets were popular. And this goes back to the idea of monarchies and monarchs and balls, events, and they all needing some background of music and therefore quartets suited that positioning beautifully. Now, there is a film on um, that you can get, I think, on YouTube. I'll tell you about that later, which will give you a great idea of what the period was like to um, to understand it deeper. Now, moving on, who is Mozart? Well, Mozart was born in 1756. He died in 1791. He was, they were, People say he was probably one of the most gifted of all the great names in history. His father was a prominent composer who served the Archbishop of Salzburg. Only two of the seven Mozart children survived. And when they realized that both the two children that had survived had amazing musical ability, the parents made it their life's work to nurture that ability. Their progress was so quick that they were soon ready for a concert tour of Europe and besides giving recitals, they were exhibited like circus freaks. Um, the public was invited to view them between the hours of two and five in London at one point. And um, they were invited even to test their father's claims that these children were so gifted. When Mozart was 14, he was taken on a tour of Italy and his comp compositions at the time were really starting to cause a stir. And he had this amazing photographic memory. Um, he could write down a full score of an oratorio from memory, which is a religious piece of music and quite a lengthy one. Later, Mozart took over his father's position in Salzburg, but after he fought with the archbishop, he lost his jobs he, he, there and he never had a steady job again. Now, I'm not going to go into great detail, but just to say that he burned out quickly and he died at a young age. He was never a great businessman and he found it hard to keep ends met successfully. Now, why is Mozart important? Well, if you go into YouTube and you type in Mozart meets, you will see videos coming up that um, show how a lot of Mozart's themes people are starting to use in crossover music styles and they're backing them with Cuban rhythms, percussion. They're taking, for example, Ina Klein and Nock music and turning it into a jazz piece instead of the original classical format. I have to say, though, in my opinion, I think that Bach uh, meets other styles of music a lot easier than Mozart. I think taking Mozart's music and mixing it into jazz and other styles, I don't think it really does that well. I think Bach does, a, his themes are far more accepting of crossover music. Anyhow, um, if you go into YouTube and you just basically type in Mozart, you will see a ton load of videos. Uh, music to help you study. A lot of people say that Mozart's music helps them study. It's got such a high sound, a high vibration attached to it. 
it is very easy to listen to and it puts you in a zone of um, clear thinking. And I think it's because the style of melody that Mozart created was simple, it was easy, and the word polite describes it so well that your brain doesn't have to work too hard to understand it. And it just sinks into your psyche far easier than maybe box music might. So uh, go over to YouTube, type in Mozart. And if you also go over to my blog at blog.musicsecretsexposed.com, I will have a list of videos there that will guide you to understand Mozart's music deeper and to also uh, see what that period was like visually. One more thing, there's a film on YouTube called Amadeus and it was released in 1984. It's an Americanized film of Mozart's life, but I think as a very light, easy film to watch, to understand his life and to see the period of that time, it would be a good one to view. That's it for today. Now, tomorrow's podcast episode 17 will be about the romantic period, so make sure you tune in for that. Many have come up to me and asked, Sylvia, let me ask you a question. I've started learning music, but I am stuck. I can't get the sound I dream of. I've spent time and a lot of cash. I'm so frustrated. Or a parent has often asked me, I have a child who is not getting the results that we expected. I've invested a lot of dollars in music tutors and musical equipment. I'm so unsure. What can I do? My answer? Sign up for a free webinar at musicsecretsexposed.com where I'll walk you through what you can do to get you or your child on the best musical path right away. My greatest joy is to save you heartache and frustration and replace it with the best musical version of you. Don't delay, capacity is limited. Open a tab and let's get you started at musicsecretsexposed.com.